Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. The date as of this recording is the 4th of October, year of our Lord, 2020. But by the time you're listening to this, it is either the 5th of October or beyond, year of our Lord, 2020. Thank you very, very much for tuning in to another episode of Shoot the J. Been away for about a week or two, but we are back. Coming off of the heels of Game 3 of the NBA Finals, it's been over for maybe 30 minutes. The Miami Heat prevail 115-1. to 104 over the Los Angeles Lakers, bringing the series to just a 2-1 lead uh, for the Lakers. And as we head into Game 4, which will happen on Tuesday night, there are some interesting things at play here. Uh, And we'll get into, like, I guess I don't really know where I want to start with this, but heading into Game 4, I wonder, we need to figure out where Bam is at. Because there were some rumblings that he was going to play Game 3, and then him and Dragic were both out. And at this point, I'm not going to be including Dragic in any hypotheticals because it's really difficult for me to imagine. I don't have a medical degree. I'm not a doctor. But um, it's really difficult for me to imagine you can tear something in your body, much less your foot, and still be able to come back within like a week and a half time. So, I, I, I mean... There were all these rumblings that he was just flat out done for the series um, like halfway through game one when he went down. And I'm sorry, I just I don't believe that he's going to be able to come back. So Bam, on the other hand, we kind of don't know. There's a better chance that he's actually going to be able to. So for all intents and purposes, we're going to say Bam's going to come back at some point, probably. And if that point is game four, I'm not really expecting him to be the Bam out of bio that we saw all season. The one who, by the approximation of about half the fan base, thought should have won the Most Improved Player Award um, over Brandon Ingram. I don't think we're going to see that iteration of him, but the help will be there uh, regardless. And even if he doesn't come back for Game 4, the Heat are going to be okay because it is no longer a closeout game as it would have been if the Lakers were able to win tonight. So between Games 4 and 5, there's a two-day layoff instead of a one-day. They're not going to be playing until Friday so it gives Bam a little bit more time. So by the latest, I mean, personally, I, again, I don't know much about the situation, but I'd expect that Bam's probably going to be back by Game 5, which turns this into a whole different conversation. But let's talk about how we got to the point that we are at currently, and more specifically what we saw in Game 3 from the Miami Heat, from Jimmy Butler, and from the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. Goodness gracious, folks. That was incredible. That was absolutely exceptional. We've been kind of saying for like three games now, um, at the top of every broadcast that I've been doing with Fansided, we've been doing these live watch parties uh, for the NBA Finals. And if you didn't know that, you should definitely check them out. They're very interesting. If you're looking for some alternative coverage um, to the Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, and Mark Jackson crew, we are there for you. Um, if you're interested in hearing me talk for mm, about three hours, then that's the place that you want to be. Um, we kept mentioning that in one of these games, like Jimmy Butler is going to have to go for like 40 if Miami's really going to want a chance. And it felt like he might get there in game two. And then it was like, oh, well, at the very least, he's going to go for a triple double. And like he just fell short tonight. We got everything tonight. We got the Jimmy Butler performance that we were looking for. Um, and it was one of them that in a few years, I don't care, you know, how this series goes if it does end up being a gentleman sweep, Heat are done in five. I think we're still going to look back at game three of this series and think, man, Jimmy Butler was the quintessential embodiment of himself. He was everything that we have always thought that he could be, and it was on the ultimate stage in the NBA Finals. When their backs are as close to the wall as they could possibly be, Jimmy Butler puts up 40 points 
13 assists, 11 boards on 70% shooting, adding 12 of 14 from the line, and didn't attempt a single three-pointer. Which, to be fair, isn't really a surprise because it's Jimmy Butler. But not even one is remarkable. Also adding two steals and two blocks. Now, the flip side of that is if Miami wants to have a chance, what are they going to need? Other than Jimmy Butler, other than Goran Dragic and Bam if they're playing, which they're not right now, what are the X factors? You're going to need massive minutes from Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and Jay Crowder. Your perimeter guys that have kind of cultivated this Miami Miami identity all season, the way that they've been able to bury opponents from the three-point line, that's what you need. You need that, what, game four, Tyler Hero putting up 38 points. Like, no, you're not actually expecting him to do that. But, like, that's kind of what you need, right? Instead, all you've gotten from Hero and Robinson, for the most part, this series, have just been duds. And I know Hero iced the game for Miami tonight, and, like, credit to him. It was, you know, tough finish at the rim. I believe he drew an and one. Um, finishes the night 6 of 18, 2 of 7 from 3. Robinson, Hero, and Crowder finish the game 7 of 25 um, from the three-point line. And this is going to shock a lot of people because it shocked us on the broadcast. Duncan Robinson finishing um, a team best. Actually, I, I believe it was probably ended up being a game best for Miami, plus 27. Jimmy on the heels of that at plus 20. Jay was plus 21. And it's like Jay Crowder, if, if I'm the Lakers, I'm kind of waiting for Jay Crowder to come down to earth at some point in this series. The way he's been able to knock down three-pointers, not just in this series, but against Boston um, and especially against Milwaukee has just, and even Indiana, but especially against Milwaukee, just hitting all of the threes. Um, finally comes back down to earth tonight, like I said, shooting two of eight. And the Lakers weren't able to take advantage of that. And in a big area where that went wrong, um, they finished the first quarter with, I believe, 10 turnovers. And they end the game at 19. So they, I think they went into the half with, like, 14. So they ended up, you know, kind of cleaning it up as the game went along, um, which means they committed, what, five in the second half. But when 13 of those are coming from Anthony Davis and LeBron, LeBron finished with eight. Um, that's not great. And LeBron had, what, 25 10 and 8. Anthony Davis was out for a majority of the first half because he finished the half with three fouls. A few of them are questionable. I don't know. But for the most part, I think that he was officiated fairly and, and cleanly. Um, finished the game with only four. So in the second half, it, it didn't really become an issue. Anthony Davis in these first two games was like the X factor. And if I'm Miami, like the plan of attack was to try to bait Anthony Davis and do as many fouls as you can what you can what you cannot afford if you're the heat is like Anthony Davis is going to get his at some point like there are some players where you know you're not really going to be able to stop them and and Giannis is one of those players James Harden is often one of those players but you can limit them that's your goal if you go into the game thinking that you're going to stop them you're sorely mistaken right there's a handful of these of these types of players in the league Anthony Davis is one of them LeBron is even one of them for that matter I'm not worrying about stopping them. I'm worrying about limiting them. And what does that look like for Miami? Well, it looks like a lot like what happened tonight. Because he was out of the game for a lot of the first half, he wasn't able to catch a rhythm. He did finish the game 6 of 9 from the field. Um, but he only got to the line twice, and I believe that was in the fourth quarter. You look at like his game 2 performance, he's 15 of 20. 
from the field. In the series, he's averaging 33 and 11 on 63% and 60% um, from the line. I'm sorry, from three, and he just hasn't missed a free throw from the line. He's 11 of 11. Uh, game two, he put up, I think, 32 and 14. Game one was 34 and nine, I believe. Like, he's just been out of this world. Um, shot 50% in uh, in game one. And LeBron, conversely, like, he's been just as good, which is the thing. Like, in game, in both games, he, like, was, he was flirting with a triple-double. In both games. Like, and, and you keep hearing about how LeBron's quickness is kind of wavering a little bit. Like, as he gets to this age, and there are some instances where it's true. But then there are some instances where, and I think back to the first quarter, he has a drive uh, to his left side. I think it was in one of the opening possessions of the game. Actually, it might have been the Lakers' second or third bucket. LeBron just drives down the left side of the floor, like lightning speed. I think it was in transition, and he just finishes at the rim uncontested because he blew by everybody. It's still there. Like, LeBron won't slow down. And no, it's not news at this point. Um, game one, he finishes flirting with a triple-double, 25-13-9. And, and then game two, 33-9-9 and nine for the series, 29 points. Up. This is now, I should also say that with Anthony Davis, with LeBron, with, this, with everything I've been getting, uh, with everything I've been saying, it's just through the first two games. Um, they've both been exceptional. Like there's a legitimate conversation to be had about finals MVP right now. I think it's, it's definitely going to be Anthony Davis though. With Miami again, you are just trying to frustrate the Lakers defensively. You want to try to limit their ball movement, limit Anthony Davis's presence inside. Um, you're not going to be able to really stop him offensively. Like you couldn't in game two when he was 15 of 20, because you can't trust Myers Leonard defensively against him but what you can trust is kelly olenic maybe not always defensively but offensively the guy's been out of his mind put up i think what 24 maybe 27 in game two it's like three to seven from three which isn't great but it's not bad either right just a shade under 50 percent um he's a guy who's been playing major minutes for miami in these last two games Tonight he played 31, had 17 and 7 um, on 3 of 5 shooting from from deep. So it's like if there's going to be, I mean, like obviously Miami, in order to actually sort of formulate any sort of a comeback here, they're going to need people other than Jimmy Butler because Jimmy can't put up 40-point triple doubles on 70% for three more games. It just can't happen. Not on his own. You can't have your three best three-point shooters shooting what's what's seven of 25 28 percent something in that ballpark it's it, it it just can't happen so moving forward it's like okay well it's been proven that miami can play pretty well even without bam and Dragic. it can it, it can really happen and I, I know that they found themselves in quite the deficit in game two it was i mean it was upwards of 30 points um, was the was the disparity at one point, but Lakers kind of kind of you know getting their way back into the game, and there's like I don't it's down the stretch in the fourth quarter. You're kind of looking at it like wait 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 when did Miami make this a game? I'm look it's like three possessions about an eight point game right now, and I'm pretty sure they ended up losing by like ten, but it's there. It didn't help that Anthony Davis wasn't missing. Didn't help that you know I think halfway through the third quarter, LeBron and AD were the two only players that had actually scored in double figures. Like it was all them, all night. Um, and the Lakers, they actually got a few big buckets from Kuzma tonight. Both he and Markeith Morris uh, were pretty major. They both had 19. Kuzma was four of eight from the three-point line. Um, 
I, I just moving forward, it's like, okay, well, even if Bam doesn't come back, I feel pretty strongly that Miami has sort of figured out some sort of a formula to overpower this Lakers team. And it'll take me maybe another watch through of the game on like, you know, double the speed or whatever to really kind of try to figure out what we need here. And and if I'm the heat, I'm also kind of pissed that like, it's, it's such a weird thing happening with Duncan Robinson right now where his jump shot, like it, I'm glad his confidence isn't lacking. Cause he's really shooting the ball. Um, despite reports that Spolster has to blurt obscenities at him to actually get him to shoot as soon as the ball touches his hand. But you wouldn't know by just watching. Like, he lets it fly. Duncan Robinson shot the ball on four consecutive possessions. Four. And he missed all of them. It was the first four shots of the game. He couldn't establish a rhythm. And he's, like, doing this weird thing with his legs. Maybe I just never noticed it before, which could be true, where he just, like, kicks them backwards. Um... He missed three threes in a row, and then he missed a, a, I think it was a jumper just in the in the middle of the lane. He also ended up hitting a, his the first shot that he hit was a three pointer, more or less straight away from the basket, and LeBron kind of his closeout. He entered Duncan's like landing space, and it should have been a foul, should have been an and one, would have really gotten some momentum going for Miami, which they eventually didn't need. They were fine. Um. But it was one of those things. I was like, eh, it probably should have been a foul. Yeah, it probably should have been a foul, but it wasn't. So I just then you look at like, okay, well, if Bam's gonna come back, I feel pretty good about them being able to again limit Anthony Davis. At least on not, maybe not even on the scale that they did tonight, because it could be an anomaly if they can't figure out how to get him in foul trouble again, um, as fast and as early as they did, because he picked up those three fouls quick, like really quick. And Vogel could have kept him out there, kept him out there, but I definitely credit him for not doing it because it could have been it could have proven to proven to be quite the detriment down the stretch. Um, which is actually that's actually something I haven't even mentioned. Like Spolster also can't play Jimmy, um, what forty five minutes every single game. Like if that's what it's gonna take, that's gonna suck a lot. But if there's anybody that's gonna be doing it in this series, especially for Miami, obviously it is gonna be Jimmy. And I also want to, because I don't want to keep talking myself in circles, but there was a large contingency of basketball fans who, as of mm, five hours ago, four hours ago even, um, weren't having fun watching the every single t- I'm not really enjoying watching the finals this year. Like, there was just the back and forth with that was like, oh, but you were enjoying it in 2018 when, the, you know. And I think some of that is is tied to whether or not LeBron is succeeding. Like, if someone's happiness watching a basketball series is contingent on LeBron's success or failure, um, you're miserable, and I think you're an idiot. But I know that some people just weren't enjoying it because it didn't really feel like the parody was there. And and for those people, I this isn't towards them um, because they weren't wrong. Because when you have the first two games of the finals, you're seeing these, you know, 15, 20, 25, almost 30-point leads. Yeah, it's not fun. I don't care who you – like, it's not fun. It was fun for people when it was game four of the 2000 and, I think, 17 finals um, when the Cavs just went and randomly had 
Like the statistically the best shooting performance of any team, not just in the finals, but like ever. They shot like seventy percent from the field, and I think upwards of one hundred and ten percent from three. Like that was fun because it was like, hey, one more game of basketball, nice. Um, and I think it was that was off the heels of the KD hitting that shot from the left elbow, a shot that he later replicated, um, the following year, if memory serves. But for the people who a lot of people were saying they weren't having fun and all of a sudden people care about NBA ratings, which is beyond me why it's such a talking point for just casual people, because networks, of course, are going to talk about it. But like people like you and me, I do not know why you care so much. If you're watching it, I got nothing for you because you and I both can list, you know, however many reasons we want. But at the end of the day, I tweeted this earlier. I don't care if you're not having fun watching the finals. I don't care if you're not. You know, if you're, if you have an issue with where the ratings are at, or if you care at all for some reason, I'm just happy that basketball's back. We got through the NBA bubble without a hitch, not a single hiccup, and it was brought up like, well, the Daniel House situation, well, the uh, the, the Lou Williams um, entertainment and food incident, his suspension he got for that. It's like sure, but neither of those things proved to be a detriment to the bubble. It like it, in theory could have, but it didn't. Bubble could have been punctured, and it wasn't. So obviously, all the credit in the world to Adam Silver for that. But it's weird how all those people who weren't enjoying the finals all of the sudden are. And if you're gonna say it's like maybe it's just because now they are genuinely entertaining. Yeah, I mean, nothing's changed in the last two and a half games. The only difference is that Miami won. That's it. Anthony Davis didn't play a lot this game relative to what he did in the first two. That's it. But ever since Bam and Dragic went down, it's been the same thing. The difference was the outcome. I I don't I mean it was more competitive for sure. Game 1, I I, you know, what what did you expect Miami to do? They they didn't have a game plan drawn up for. Okay, well when Goran Dragic blows a tire and when Bam you know, has this neck and shoulder thing, like, here's what we're going to do. No, of course they were going to be a bit out of sorts, but if anybody's going to bring Miami back down to earth, it's going to be Spolstra. So when they're able to game plan a little bit better, I know it got a little bit ugly in game two, but they brought it back, only lost by, I think I said earlier, 10. It was 9 or 10. And tonight they were able to pull out an 11-point victory when it it didn't always look certain. I mean, Miami went up, I think, 20 to 5 to start the game. Something around there, right? I mean, it's and a lot of it was because of Miami's turnover. I'm sorry, the Lakers turnovers. Um and Miami was just capitalizing off of them. I think off of my or the Lakers first five turnovers, uh the Heat had 12 points off of them, right? So they were just making the most of the opportunities that were handed to them on a silver platter. So they were just playing solid basketball. Good for them, man. But Otherwise, I just think that if you weren't enjoying the finals, it's just because you were pissed that not just LeBron, but the Lakers were succeeding. And their fans don't help that at all. And, and to an extent, like with the Lakers point and, and with the LeBron, like I get why it makes people mad, but I just think with the Lakers, I get it obviously way more. With the LeBron thing, I just think you're sad. Um, But it is what it is. I think that's all I got so far. Maybe I'll be back after game four. Depends on how game four goes. Mm, If we got a series, I'll come back. But if we're looking at a closeout game in game five, I don't think I'm going to be back. 
Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far, genuinely from the bottom of my heart, thank you very, very much. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. I will catch you guys in the next one.